welcome to Easy Bake Takes the Podcast, the podcast where we read the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. I'm Kat. And I'm Riley. Riley, what did we watch? One of my favorites. Jurassic Park, the original from 1993. Before this, I had never actually seen any more than the first 10 minutes of this movie. I could have sworn we watched this together. I've seen like bits and pieces. Like I recognize some clips from it from like taking a whole class on Steven Spielberg. From that fact alone, I would have thought you've seen this movie, but you watched it all the way through. Yeah, of course. Duh. Okay. No, I only watched the first 10 minutes and I just guessed for the rest. Keep with what you know. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to spoil the movie for myself, but that's, you know, that's exactly how I was with, I still haven't seen The Goonies. I refuse to watch it at this point. (laughs) It's been too long, but I remember breaking the news to you that I had never actually seen it. I think you lied to me for many years saying you did. (laughs) You've done the same thing right back to me, so it's fine. I have. I can't think of the movies of what I've lied about. It just saves the whole, like, you haven't seen, you know? Yes. One of those conversations. It saves time for both of us. (laughs) It does. And also, like, maybe I don't want to really watch it right now or in the near future, so that's going to keep it from happening. There are so many things that I just refuse to watch at this point solely because people have the, oh, you haven't seen that reaction every time. Okay, now I'm never watching it. I have the mentality of, oh, yes, I'll watch that one day, but I don't want to watch it right now. I never want to watch anything new ever. We could be going to the movie theaters and I'd be like, I don't want to see this. Not because I think it's going to be bad. I just don't like anything new. I don't I don't want to experience anything new. I feel like I we're like... I like the things I like, and that's how it is. We're like 70-year-old men. Yep. You know, we're not interested in expanding any of our knowledge. I like three things, and that's how it's going to stay. No, I'm the same way. Background info? Background info. This is the original Jurassic Park that came out in 1993. This movie is rated PG-13, which... The ratings were a lot different. It, it tracks. There's It's not very gory. No, the blood doesn't look real either. It doesn't. <laughs> it's PG-13. It's two hours and seven minutes. It costs about $63 million to make. Today, it has made over $1 billion. So you could say it did fairly well. I would say so, yeah. Got a lot of merchandising rights. Oh yeah, absolutely. A handful of sequels. Six, I think, if I'm tracking right. There's a new one coming out, so I don't know I don't know if that's the sixth or seventh or... I've never seen the, the Jurassic Park sequels, and I've only ever seen Jurassic World. Before seeing this, I I had never watched Jurassic Park. I had only ever seen the first Jurassic World. That makes me so angry. I saw it with you, though. I saw it on your birthday with you. Oh, yeah, we did, because I do remember seeing that in theaters. So we, I, I've seen the original franchise, you know, one, two, and three, and I did see Jurassic World, definitely. So the storyline, huge advancements in scientific technology have enabled a mogul to create an island full of living dinosaurs. John Hammond has invited four individuals along with his two grandchildren, to join him at Jurassic Park. But will everything go according to plan? A park employee attempts to steal dinosaur embryos. Critical security systems are shut down, and it now becomes a race for survival, with dinosaurs roaming freely over the island. The guy that plays the employee is from Seinfeld, right? Yeah, it's Newman. This is, of course, directed by Steven Spielberg. Steve! <laughs> the writers are Michael Crichton. He wrote the novel. Uh, which I did actually read when I was a kid. And then David Cope, he wrote the screenplay. to star Sam Neill, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, Laura Dern, Laura Dern, Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern, Laura Dern. She's awesome. Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, Bob Peck, Martin Farrow, and then B.D. Wong. That guy, I'm pretty sure, is from, uh, no, I, I know 
He's from Law and Order SVU. He's the psychiatrist. He plays a small little part in this movie. I think his character is bigger in the book. And then I have trivia. This movie and the book generate so much interest in dinosaurs that the study of paleontology has had a record increase in students. The Tyrannosaurus's roar was a combination of dog, penguin, tiger, alligator, and elephant sounds. The T-Rex, like robot, mm -hmm. it occasionally malfunctioned due to like all the rain that was happening. So the T-Rex would like go off. They would be having lunch and all of a sudden the T-Rex would be going off and you would just hear screams <laughs> throughout the set. Spielberg does not have good luck with mechanical animals. Evidence in Jaws. No, there were three sharks and they all sucked. <laughs> um, so there was an actual hurricane that hit them. The cast and crew were all required to move into the ballroom, but Richard Amborough, he stayed in his hotel room and slept through the entire event. When asked how he could possibly have done this, Adam Barrow replied, my dear boy, I survived the Blitz. Which, I don't know what that is. Was he a, was he a veteran? He might be. Because maybe he's talking about the German Blitz. Oh, wow. Well, that tracks. I mean, I would, I feel like you would, at that point, you would also sleep at a, through a hurricane, so... I thought that was pretty funny. And it like, it sounds like a line he would have said in the movie. I guess it's just how he talked. Yeah. Um, here are some goofs in the embryo freezing chamber. Tyrannosaurus Rex is spelled with only one N instead of two. Mm -hmm. And also Stegosaurus is spelled, it's just spelled wrong. There is one. So like the set is weird because like the car shows it like, you know, there's the fence and then the T-Rex side of the fence where the T-Rex lives. And then where there's like a cliff all of a sudden. Where did that cliff come from? <laughs> where was that where did that come from that was not shown anything they weren't done painting it yet <laughs> yeah exactly so i want to get down to like what did you think of the movie since this was this is since this was your first time actually seeing it being honest here a lot cheesier than i was expecting it to be from how much people hype it up the line delivery wasn't amazing from everybody it's just everyone hypes everything up from this movie so much that it was like I was expecting. I didn't. It, I didn't not enjoy it. Like I still. En I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I just think maybe somebody, one of us, overhyped it a little bit. <laughs> not just you. Just like it, it's like renowned as being like this amazing. Oh yes, absolutely. The like the practical effects and like the dinosaurs themselves. For that time, yeah, it was amazing. It looked cool. Everything was dope. The acting wasn't terrible. I'm not saying that the writing or the acting was terrible. I'm just saying I was expecting a little more from it. I think this is one of those movies, because I grew up with this movie. Yeah, that'll do it too. Exactly. So I'm, I obviously have a different perspective of this movie. See, it's like what you were talking about a second ago, where like, they're like really old movies and people are like, oh, we haven't seen that. And it's like, you're going to watch it and then it's not going to be as good as they're saying it is. A exactly. I want to know who was the weak link in this movie for you? I love him dearly, Goldblum, a little bit with the line delivery. It did not sound like he was acting. It just sounded like he was reading off of a page. I think that's why people like it, though. <laughs> See, and I get that. It's just like, it's not what I would expect from how people talk. Like, I still think he did an amazing job and mm -hmm. like he's young and hot in this. So like, oh, yeah, I another proof that um, I had only seen about 10 minutes of this movie. I had no idea Samuel L. Jackson was in this movie. That's before he got really big. Mm -hmm. so this is one of those movies where like, you're like, oh, yeah, he's in this. I OK, so the Dilophosaurus sign mm -hmm. before they said it out loud. In my head, I read it as Dilphosaurus, and I was just imagining giant hot dads walking around. And then <laughs> I resonated with Jeff Goldblum's character when he was left alone in the car, and he's just, like, talking to himself. 
I love that. That's that is how I am. I'm like, if no one's gonna be here to listen to me, I will. And now I'm talking to myself. <laughs> and the, that part where the raptor comes up to the window when they're in the kitchen, when they're looking like a fucking hand puppet. There's literally, I don't. This is also another goof, but this is just for, straight from my head. In the movie, when they're at the doorway coming in, you can see a hand moving the tail over. So that's something yeah. to look for when you're watching it. Another thing I noticed, those cars are not in any way connected to the track. There's someone just underneath. No, there's literally <laughs> someone pressing a pedal for the front one, at least. And they're probably hitched together when they first pull up. I think the last thing I have written down is that when the girl is like locking the raptor in the freezer... I mm -hmm. thought that she was locking her brother in there with the raptor. Oh my god. Again, the shots in this movie can be confusing <laughs> sometimes. They are. I know the well, the one with the raptor running into the shiny kitchen thing, that was cool. That was Oh, that was that was very purposeful. I thought it, it looked so silly whenever the raptor was like broke through the the window at the end and was like standing on the desk and they like had just they like knock over the ladder and it literally looks like it's like uh, whatever they look like, uh, excuse me just looks a little pissed off not like overly pissed off but just like really <laughs> guys come on one of my favorite things is at the very end it looks like the velociraptor is about to like pounce on all of them and then none of them happen to notice the t-rex just walk into the room also, how did he walk into the room? How'd you fit in there? How'd you get in here? And also, <laughs> no one noticed you. Because also, the T-Rex just comes in and grabs the Velociraptor. Yeah. And it's it's cool, but it's like, that's... You have a pretty loud step, from what I remember. You're very loud and noticeable. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I have written down. But yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good time. I think I would have gotten scared of it as a kid. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's perfectly fine. I'm still glad you liked it. Like, you still enjoyed it. I wrote a lot. This is the most I've probably ever written. What have you maintained to think about this movie? I think the CGI still holds up pretty well. I understand it's, you know, I've looked at it. And the reason why, like, the CGI still kind of holds up to this day, or it did for as long as it did, because um, they used earth tones. Mm -hmm. And they did use as little CGI as they could. Mm -hmm. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. The dinosaurs in these movies are grotesquely in inaccurate. This movie is not accurate whatsoever. Like, we were talking about, like, I wonder how accurate these facts are. Most of the facts you hear in this movie are not accurate whatsoever. It's no Finding Nemo. It's... <laughs> exactly. To give Steven a little credit, this was, I think, before they started really saying, like, oh, dinosaurs probably had feathers. Mm -hmm. Most dinosaurs probably had feathers or quills. Um... They were more bird-like. They mentioned that in the movie. Like, they talk about how they might be... They probably just mm -hmm. evolved into birds. They also were just kind of eyeballing it when they were putting together the fossils. And it's... Yeah, honestly, though, the velociraptors in these movies aren't even velociraptors. Mm -mm. Velociraptors are supposed to be three feet high. Um, there's no evidence to suggest they were pack hunters. They do... They do say, like, no. <laughs> these yeah. are not... Which I think adds to it. It adds to, like the maliciousness of like billion a billionaire trying to profit off this idea and it's not even right and mm -hmm. it, it it i think it adds to it i'm glad that they they say that it's a little hypocritical though oh it is and people call out like you know the lawyers talking about like oh we're gonna make so much money we're gonna make so much selling merchandise and what does steven do he sells even to this day merchandise for for these movies so 
Well, sorry, this is this just a Steven Spielberg sidebar for a second, but the executive producers on Jaws are the reason that that movie was so heavily marketed and made so much money from merchandising alone. So they mm-hmm. probably, I would guarantee that a similar team of executive producers did the same thing with Jurassic Park. Think about any popular Steven movie, like think about Indiana Jones, think about E.T., think about how, merchan- how much merchandise there was from that. I mean, he has... He's he has it locked down. <laughs> yeah, he's he makes highly marketable movies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it it makes sense. It is. I don't know. Would you call it hypocritical? Oh, one hundred percent. Like <laughs> as much as I love Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. and the team that he works with, they're just profiting off of a larger group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I do want to mention the newer movies, the newer franchise. You know, when I first saw the first one. I didn't get like the same magic as the first one. I just didn't, I didn't like how dark the first one of the new franchise. It's like a serial killer dinosaur on the loose and it just kills like a herd of like, I don't know what they're called. I'm gonna call them long necks. <laughs> a whole herd and I'm an adult. I understand they're not real, but guess what? I was emotionally invested in the movie. I still like dinosaurs. I didn't like it. I got, I just didn't like the movie. If I was a child, we would have had to leave the theater. Oh, something I forgot to mention. When they first pull up to the, to see the dinosaurs for the first time, all I hear is that vine where it's like, <laughs> it's like on a recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was another reason. I was like, this movie's also been memed quite a bit. It Oh, this movie has so many memes. It's been memed for, I think, before memes were a thing. Picture of... The, cow- the cowboy hat dude laying on, like, photoshopped to where he's laying on <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's shirtless stomach. Yes. I think you sent that to me and I saved it somewhere. <laughs> I do have favorite quotes. I like how all the scientists are brought to the island and they're really amazed by the dinosaurs, but they're all like, no, this is a bad idea. I hate, it's not that I hate, but, like, Hammond, he's shown as, like, a kind of sweet old man, but, like, he, I'm sorry, he's a billionaire who is greedy selfish irresponsible and and not that they don't show that but it's like i don't want to i don't want to sympathize or empathize with this man old man just because he's nice to his grandkids that doesn't mean he's a good person not a good yeah no kidding and it's like they should have made him more villainous in my opinion i know that's a gripe that some people had with the jurassic world part of the franchise being made was like the whole thing was like, this is a bad idea. And it's like, oh, a whole other series where they do it again? Oh yeah, no one learns our lesson. I have one last thing I want to bring up. It's more like a concept about this movie. You got a pitch for me? I, yes, I do. <laughs> and it, it's something that I'm sure has crossed your mind too. Jurassic Galaxy. <laughs> Dinosaurs in space. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. You know, this movie came out very well known and like the concept of they show how like they collect a mosquito, get the DNA from the mosquito that has dino DNA and they make actual dinosaurs from it. Well, in real life, that's actually how it could have been made. And for years now, they've been saying like, oh, we could technically do that, actually do this. Every few years, someone goes, oh, I'm investing into doing this. Like Elon Musk has said it like a few times, I'm sure. But you know, they, all these scientists, they, they could do it. The only reason why any would do it 
is to profit off of it. Exactly. Because there's no reason, this thing can't be released in the wild. Mm -hmm. Whatever they make, it won't be an actual dinosaur. Yeah. It will just be what the closest thing they could make out of it, you know, just like in the movies. Exactly. There's literally six movies that tell you why this is a bad idea, Mm -hmm. why we shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's just ethically wrong too. Oh yeah. You're creating something solely to profit off of it. And it's like mm-hmm. a step beyond why people aren't in favor of most zoos. Cause like at least with a zoo, you can say that they're rehabilitating or helping with population growth or doing something helpful with the animals. But this is just an instance where they are literally just creating something to keep it captive and profit off of it. So it's just, it's a, it's not a good idea and it's an easily exploited idea. And it's one of those things that like they've talked about bringing back the mammoth because they have DNA from mammoths. They have dodo DNA. Our world has changed so drastically. Drastically. Since they've been here. Drastically. (laughs) Good one. Thank you. Since they've been here, there's no reason to bring, I'm sorry, are we just going to let the mammoths roam? We, We don't need mammoths in Texas. No, we don't. We have enough things going on here. There's no reason to do this. And there's no reason to do this when there's animals going extinct right now because of us, mm-hmm. why why would we spend any money to bring back animals that could not possibly live in this world today when there are animals right now that could benefit from, from DNA, I don't know what you would call it, like just the resurrection of them. Like cloning. Yeah, DNA cloning. You have anything else informationally or? No, that was my last one. You have critic reviews for this one? I do. This is Wilco movie buff. This is in June 5th, 2015. Kelly Giffen. So this is the person's favorite movie, but was scared of it as a kid. So they they had all the toys and merchandise and all that, but they didn't actually see it until they were an adult. They state, the film set a strong tone for modern summer blockbuster films in 1993 and continues to be one of the most iconic movies ever to hit a silver screen in the summer months. They say John Williams did a great job. They praise Stan Winston and Phil Tibbetts, creation of the dinosaurs. They love the cast, especially Richard and Jeff's performances. People had mixed reviews about Jeff, so I understand. Here's the thing. He's the same way in the movie The Fly. (laughs) And I like that movie. I don't know if I sent you the TikTok or you sent it to me, but it's like Nicolas Cage just talking on a red carpet. And people, I didn't make this connection before, but Jeff Goldblum and Nicolas Cage have the same like cadence to their voice and the way they talk. Like they don't vocally sound the same, but the way they speak sentences with like giant pauses between certain words, like dramatic, that's just Jeff Goldblum talking, you know? Like that's why I felt like it just, he could have been reading the script under the table for all I knew. Probably. But no, I totally, I totally understand. But you're right. Either people love that or they hate that. Yeah. They note how funny the movie is and how Steven has a way with directing kids and including kids into the movies. Uh, they state Jurassic Park is one of those rite of passage film watching experiences that everyone should embark on at some point in their lives. If you've got kids and you're, and you're considering taking them on their first voyage, with a movie, know that it is still a pretty jumpy movie and clings hard to its PG-13 rating. It could scare, depending on the kid, it could scare them pretty bad. And depending on how old they are. Yeah. And the interesting part is I love that movie. I watched it 10 times a day, but it's still, it's still monsters. It's still monsters chasing little kids. It's still, it's still scary. And then this is a review for Jurassic Park by the Mazzy Twins. They start out by stating that this movie was a huge advancement 
and CGI animation when it came out, noticeably outdated now, they do note that the story itself is a marvel of suspense, adventure, comedy, and nonstop excitement. That promises that, regardless of the years, Jurassic Park will still rank among the greatest of all thrillers. They continue to note how the CGI has gone better since the movie came out. They still don't think it holds up. They note that the ceiling scene is underwhelming. I don't, I don't, I didn't think the ceiling scene was underwhelming. I just don't think there was enough tension in it. Maybe is what they mean. Yeah. There was, because mm, everything leading up to right before that had a lot of tension, and then it was like immediately lost. I can see that, but like they talk about how Lex falls through the ceiling and the Velociraptor like almost gets her. I hate that scene because it makes me jump. <laughs> so I think there's lots of tension. <laughs> I think there's just not as much as maybe they were trying to make. Oh no, I, I get. I get that. They still give it a 10 out of 10 though. I have one last critic review by Desen Howell. This is the Washington Post staff writer. He wrote this in June on June 11th, 1993. They quote, the suspense and technical wizardry are the only reason to watch Jurassic Park. In the movie, Neil and Dern, who get a romantic relationship the book never gave them, get the prime parts, but only relatively. Goldblum, well cast as the Mad Hatter mathematician with an amusing chaos theory, has his moments, but he could have been used far more. Jackson, Peck, and Pharaoh, and the genetics engineer B.D. Wong, all significant players in the novel, might as well not be here for the microscopic character space they must share. So this, he didn't like how this movie diverged from the novel. <laughs> it seems like they sacrificed... Um, they sacrificed character storylines for a romance and to pander to audiences a little bit and he talks about like a lot of things that they cut from the novel that he thought was important yeah i do agree though like the technical and production aspects of this movie are the most like i would say they're the most impressive part of it definitely that was my last critic review and now i have audience reviews from imdb 10 out of 10, this was written on June 11, 2019. If you were born in the 90s or before, you had a connection with people. You absolutely loved this movie, and it made a mark on you. I think most people remember when they saw this movie first. It was that awe-inspiring experience. I remember that it was the first PG-13 movie I was allowed to watch. And what a way to start my grown-up movie experience. Everything in this movie screams adventure. From the opening scene, where the jungle leaves Russell... The shot of a mysterious sparkling amber. The movie sets for the tone for the greatest adventure movie ever made. As you hear John Williams' glorious theme start to swell and you see Alan remove his glasses and start to tremble, you know you're about to witness one of the most magical moments ever put on cinema. I can't go into detail on all the incredible scenes from the T-Rex reveal to the kitchen scene, but each one of them revolutionized what we thought movie magic could take us. Thank you, Spielberg, for making this enchanting piece of art for us. Your entire generation is indebted to you. This one's a 1 out of 10. It's also from IMDb. This was written in 2005. Hollywood created great dinosaurs in 1933 and for 50 years thereafter. Then along comes Steven Spielberg with his com computer-generated monsters that couldn't scare a flea. Add to the mix Spielberg's spineless anti- Oh, I forgot about this one. <laughs> Add to the mix Spielberg's spineless anti-gun nonsense, where only the bad guys fend off the big teeth dinos using, oh my gosh, guns and poor Goldblum. Doesn't Dr. Grant use a gun? Does he use a gun? Yes, at the end. He literally uses a shotgun. 
Oh, yeah, he does. Hammond's like, no! That's what happens. <laughs> That's literally what happens. I forgot about that. I think it's because, and it's also like, why? You're going to bring that issue up for this movie, really? That's the thing you want to you wanna bring up for this movie? That's your critique? Of all things you could talk about this movie, you want to bring up... The Second Amendment? Yeah, Spielberg was really focused on the Second Amendment in this movie. There's other ones that I saw that were like, it's politically correct. I was like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You must be pissed off today. <laughs> like, I can't. Im- I, they can't. There's no way they're alive. Their little heads must have exploded. 1993 political correctness is nothing. And you're ma- I can't imagine where they are now. I like the title of this one. It's a one out of ten. I am DB. This is July 2021, so it's very recent. It's called Jurassic Puke. That is up there with perks of being a balls flower. <laughs> Top tier. Top tier humor. Perks of being a balls flower. Jurassic Puke. Fell for the hype in 93. Hated it. Finally saw it again in 2021. Hated it even more. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hated it even more. The novel was brilliantly subversive take on the climate change panic that was starting to gain momentum at the time. In the hands of of a mature director, it could have been a smart and scary movie worth all the hype. Of course, in the hands of overgrown man-child, Steven Spurgo. (laughs) Is that how they wrote it? (laughs) That's how they wrote it. Steven Spurgo. I didn't even write Steven right. It's like Stefan. Stefan Sporkle. Stefan Sporkle. That sounds like the name they would give him in um, Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Stefan Sporkle? Yes. Stefan Sporkle. <laughs> it became nothing more than a two-hour infomercial for a theme park ride and some toys handed out with each McCrappy meal. Oddly enough, Sp- they do it again. Spoburgo <laughs> seems to... Un- they wrote it twice. It's intentional. Seems to understand this is exactly what he was making. Watch the dinner scene where the lawyer drools over the possible emission prices they could charge. And then Dr. Malcolm predicts the merchandising angle. Very meta, as the cool kids say. That just makes the last person's review just sound even stupider. Exactly. At least this person (laughs) is on to something. They have the coherence. Maybe they just don't like sci-fi. I never really thought about it like how much this movie is science fiction because i would normally say i'm not a, the biggest science fiction fan i don't hate it but i'm not out seeking it mm-hmm. i i i wouldn't think to categorize this movie is science fiction but I, I totally see why now yeah it's science science experiment gone wrong oh yeah definitely i totally i totally understand yeah this next one is imdb this is three out of ten 2014 jurassic park doesn't hold up against the test of time looking back at the plot you realize there barely is one the movie establishes a good premise earlier on but it doesn't succeed in exploring the possibilities that come along with it i get what they're i kind of get what they're saying like i get what they're saying i mean clearly the book had a lot more going for it than what the movie had mm-hmm. the next sentence so they're they're gonna tell you a movie that they think that does do a good example of this truman show <laughs> it's like me going okay well this movie was kind of cheesy but you know what it is a good movie you know what is a good movie sugarland express it's just it's the most random movie you can think of that you like yeah and you're just gonna say that's a better version <laughs> true the truman show just out of nowhere did i'm sorry did steven even direct that no it has nothing to do with no. steven spielberg <laughs> It, I was like, I'm, I'm thinking here, I'm like, I don't know if he even directed that. The only thing about it, both of them kind of have a meta message to yes, them. Yes, they're both meta, but this person even, doesn't even mention that. They just want to talk about the Truman Show right now. <laughs> it's just like, 
I love The Truman Show. I think it's a good movie. A great example of the movie that does this is The Truman Show. It was very original from the start and had a plot that helped its premise stretch its legs. Jurassic Park's creators only objective was to make money off of the world they set up around the movie. Second after that, in their mind, was to make a good movie. Hey, at least the special effects were good for the time. Okay, now now I get it. Jurassic Park, like, sacrificed substance for profit. Another thing I want to mention is, like, all these bad reviews, here's the thing, people will talk about the special effects. They'll still, they'll still comment pretty nice things about the special effects. They hold up, especially if you're a kid, too. Like, they're going to be good. Yeah. This one's a 3 out of 10. Uh, this is on IMDb. It was written in 99. Um, the title is, It Works If You Are a 10-Year-Old Dino Freak, which was me. I mean, that's their target audience. Exactly. Probably not, but... <laughs> and I, I feel it had a PG-13, so it was like, it was for kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think there was, there is some kind of kid element to it. A lot of people criticize it for that. They think it's too kiddish. Yeah, I agree. This was an, a nice mixture for him of like what he did with et and like being able to still kind of make these you know something that he's good at making epic movies like indiana jones and jaws and making it something that kids can enjoy a little bit more not that kids can't enjoy those other movies but this movie definitely seemed a little more directed at a younger audience it's funny this is very pg-13 jaws is very pg which i still can't get over that was the 70s mpaa code i was thinking about that earlier today i was like oh yeah that was before Steven invented PG-13 for Indiana Jones, literally. They literally created PG-13 for him. Oh, yeah. he Yeah, exactly. 3 out of 10 on IMDb. IMDb. Written in 99. How did they know so much about the dinos? The film gets worse every time I see it. The worst part of it is the fact that the scientists know so much about the dinos. For example, how do the scientists know that if you don't move, that the T-Rex can't see you. How could they have possibly figured that out by looking at bones? That's the part they get mad at. They're like, how could you know that? Okay, aside from the fact that like, you know, there was literally a, one of the critics was like, you just need some suspension of disbelief. Put aside logic and facts for a second and just enjoy the movie. Give your brain a rest for a second. Even if you're watching the fucking movie, you think that... You think fucking scientists aren't going to study these things? You interact with them. That's how you figure out don't make sounds around the T-Rex or it'll eat you. I don't think either of those facts they listed are actually real facts. Like, we don't know that. Those are theories. Exactly. We don't know that. And that's okay. It's fun. It's a fun fact for a movie to play into what happens. And this person cannot handle that. <laughs> that person cannot handle that. I hope this person decided to like maybe either go to school or go back to school and study paleontology and figure that answer out for themselves. Because if you're not a paleontologist or even like an anthropologist, you don't know, you probably don't know entirely how they figure out like, oh, well, this thing was buried next to this thing. So it means they must have done something like this. Like it's guessing. It's just guessing. And that's okay. Because yeah. that's just like. You find evidence to support it. You find evidence and you either prove it right or you prove it wrong. That's just kind of how science goes. It's literally, everything's a theory until it's proven wrong. Exactly. That's that's why, you know, for a long time, we'll think something and someone will come along and go, I don't think so. And here's why. And everyone will go, yeah, that actually makes more sense. <laughs> Plus, there's a difference between a regular, just like baseline theory, like you're just theorizing mm -hmm. maybe something, and mm -hmm. a scientific theory. A scientific theory mm -hmm. is nearly improvable or no nearly mm -hmm. impossible to like 
disprove. And mm-hmm. it has a lot of evidence and research to back it up. And then we're going to get into letterbox. Yes. First person gave it a five star. I strongly relate to Jeff Goldblum in this film because in this scenario, I too would just walk around being sexy and flirting with Laura Dern, then get injured and at literally the first instance of danger and spend the rest of the timeline dramatically on a table, still being sexy and annoying. <laughs> still being sexy and annoying everyone, but with my top off this time. I can say that I agree with that. I feel like I would, I would want that route for me too. I would not complain. This person gave it four stars. Dope as hell movie. Would have liked more Jeff Goldblum and less stupid ass kids though. People hated the kids in this movie. I just didn't really feel like they, um, much importance there other than to be like, millionaire likes them. Look, Grant changes a little bit. Yeah, and like, oh no, the kids are going to get eaten. Yeah, it's just something to put in there to add extra danger to it. I don't think they're the most annoying kids in a movie ever. Like, there are definitely annoying kids in movies. This one is four and a half stars. Stores. Stores. Damn, that... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this... No, you're fine. This was four and a half stars. They say, damn, that's tough. Sorry that happened, people. <laughs> this happened to my buddy Jeff. <laughs> it's on the same par as that damn, one. Damn, buddy, sorry that happened. Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's tough. Sorry that happened, people. <laughs> same, same energy with that. I just can't tell if they mean, like, damn, that sucks. Sorry the movie happened or sorry that 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 the dinosaurs did that but i feel like it's the latter i think it is too <laughs> that's what i assumed <laughs> this happened to my buddy chip this happened to my buddy. i'm sorry you could call that stupid i think that's the funniest thing everyone said i love that oh, shit it's... especially about the joker like it's the perfect comment for the movie damn i'm sorry that happened <laughs> <laughs> that's another one i'm gonna start saying that about movies we watch now ah, <laughs> sorry shit. that happened that's rough buddy <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> um, this next one's five stars. I wonder if Spielberg... <laughs> Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg robot. I will forget that one. Stefan Spielberg. 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 Stefan. Stefan Bulgogi. That's still the best review. I love that one. Oh, okay. Steven Sporkle. <laughs> I can't help but say it. I wonder if Spielberg looks back on this and thinks, oh yeah, that's just one of my many stone cold masterpieces. I mean, he made a lot of money from it. I'm sure he does. (laughs) I wonder what movie is his favorite that he's made. I was just thinking that too. I wonder too. But he's such like a, I don't know. I don't know how to explain him, but I feel like he would not pick a favorite. Yeah, they're like, I feel like it's like children for him. Mm -hmm. And he's got a lot of those too. Yeah, he does. Adopted some of them actually. Yeah. This one is four and a half stars. (laughs) Why did Timmy stay dead? (laughs) That's just so upset. People hated the kids in this movie. In these movies, they're like less children, more sexy Jeff. <laughs> Someone said five stars. Gay dinosaur rights, because <laughs> I guess fair enough. Fair enough. One star. I've just never cared for dinosaurs. Then why watch it? Maybe they thought the movie would change their mind. Maybe. Uh, this has no stars whatsoever. You can't make movies like this anymore because dinosaurs are extinct now. <laughs> this is five stars. Mm-hmm. This was great. Steven Spielberg. Again, Stefan Spielberg. They don't know how to spell his name. This is great. Stefan Spielberg is definitely one to watch out for. <laughs> I, <laughs> you watch out for that Steven Spielberg. He's an up and comer. He's an up and comer. This was written in 2022. <laughs> this, this was written two days ago. 
But yeah, you know, that's Steven Spielberg. He's really up and coming. He really is. Three and a half stars. My jello doesn't jiggle jiggle. It falls. Velociraptors like to wiggle wiggle for sure. <laughs> I include that one because... Makes me want to dribble dribble. You know. <laughs> it's a good song. It is. I like how someone included it. I made a TikTok about it, but I didn't post it today because I already posted one. Watch out for my new TikTok coming soon. <laughs> At Mavis Middle Finger. <laughs> This one's four stars, and I don't, I don't know what this one's me. This one means. Maybe you can help me out here. Okay. This one's four stars. Feminism for guys with internalized misogyny. I think they're talking about how Dr. Grant like softens a little bit with the kids and like learns that he doesn't have to be like macho as much. It's a reach. I, yeah. With just like the inherentness of men, they don't. It's not as important to them like from society to be good with kids and to like mm -hmm. be nurturing um but like laura dern's character like she's just naturally nurturing with the kids and that's just something mm -hmm. that comes inherent to her which i think kind of undermines that point a little bit um because not all women are naturally nurturing and pushing the narrative that they are makes them feel bad about it yeah <laughs> this one gives it five stars and they go did anyone eat that pie <laughs> That nerdy puts the shaving cream on. <laughs> Ew. Correct, <laughs> because he puts the shaving cream, he just puts it on a pie at the restaurant in the beginning. Yeah. Someone's like, do they eat that? I hope Someone not. Someone ate that. Four stars. Granddad eats ice cream while his grandkids are trapped in deadly dinosaur park. This is why we don't go to grandpa's. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> Four stars. Ian Malcolm is such a slut. And that's where we're going to end it. Okay. What do you rate this movie? Five out of ten. That that doesn't. I thought you were gonna do worse, so I'm, I'm pr I can be okay with it. Okay, four and a half Let's out of ten. <laughs> okay, three. Dang. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Zero out of ten. <laughs> what would you give it out of five? Two, probably. Wow. Oh, okay. What did you give? I'm sorry. What did you give Journey to the Center of the Earth? Three out of ten. I'm pretty sure. Oh my. God. <laughs> I don't care about special effects. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I know that this movie meant a lot to people. And I know that a lot of people watched it as a kid. It means a lot there. You don't have to cater to them. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to. Because I okay. genuinely do. I mean what I'm about to say. Okay. I understand having a movie from your childhood that means a lot. And to you, it is a really good movie. Mm -hmm. And to you, it means a lot and it's prolific and it did make a lot of strides with special effects. I, however, don't give a shit about special effects and I watched it at 22. So I'm going to say five out of 10. Is that, is that enough for you? It's not up to me. That's, if that's what you want to land on, that's fine. I want to know where, how, how we're going to be friendship-wise after well, this is done recording. We... We'll move on. <laughs> we'll... Uh... <laughs> Hey, there's stuff I like that you don't like. Name one. I can't think of one, but um, there's ha there has to be something right, in there. All right, text me later. <laughs> think of one. There has to be something. I want to know because I'm. There, I mean, there has to be. I know there is, but anyway, <laughs> we'll get back to that. Uh, I, for my own nostalgia, I watched. I've been watching this movie for 21 years. Mm -hmm. Love it very much. Uh, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. This is one of those movies where. It's a childhood classic. I know there's flaws in it. Do you have any um, closing statements to make here? 
Uh, no, I've talked enough about this movie. You know, if you didn't watch this movie as a kid, I want to know what you think specifically. But if you did watch this movie as a kid and you have reasons other than why Riley liked it, let us know on Instagram at Easy Big Takes. Our DMs are open. You can also comment on our posts if you'd like. Tell us your thoughts. Maybe suggest some movies for us to do in the future. And thank you so much for listening. This has been Easy Big Takes. My name is Kat. And I'm Riley. Easy watching out there. Bye.